You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Just win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team, Just every win. day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache, he growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Back with you one more again. We're doing it real big. It is a Thursday, preparing to see the Denver Broncos on Sunday in Denver. Going to be a heck of a game, obviously an AFC West rival game. So hopefully you enjoyed the Wednesday's edition, the crossover edition. Got a little bit of preview from my man Cody Rourke. But it is all us the rest of the way. It is all us, Raider Nation, as we move on from uh, game number one and uh, move on to game number two. And uh, as I promised on on the crossover edition, I was going to open up the phone lines and play all the voicemail messages that I have received. And I'm going to do that on today's episode of the Locked On Raider podcast. So we're going to start that in segment number one, continue it in segment number two, and finish it off in segment number three. And I got a lot of calls, some good, some bad, some ugly. You're going to hear them all. I mean, that's just what it is. I've told you before, if you take the time to go ahead and call me and leave a message for me, I'm going to play it back in its entirety and let you hear, and it is all good. Again, it doesn't always have to be good. You could tell me something bad, and believe me, there's a call on here that really rips me, you know, and I'm okay with that, and I appreciate the call, and you'll hear from it, probably that one in segment number two. Before we get into that, I want to talk about a, a little bit of news, kind of recapping a little bit of news since uh, the last time we spoke, uh, and a little bit of house cleaning real quick. So uh, we're going to run through this. Justin Ellis, Jelly Ellis, he's been placed on IR with a foot injury. Obviously, that's a big loss, 334-pound run stuffer. Uh, so that, that's, again, that's that interior push in the, the line. That's the struggle. And that was a struggle on Monday night trying to slow down Todd Gurley. Also, P.J. Hall, uh, the rookie defensive tackle out of uh, Sam Houston State, he was in a walking boot because of an ankle injury that he suffered Monday night. So uh, those are two big guys, two uh, guys that were going to be leaned on a lot for the Raiders moving forward. Well, those guys are out. Again, Justin Ellis placed on IR. And uh, rookie P.J. Hall, he's in a walking boot right now. So to make up for those guys who are banged up, uh, the Raiders have gone out and signed two interior linemen, defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins. Uh, his best career year was in 2014, if you remember, with the Giants. He also played really well last night. Not last night, but last year with the Colts. The new regime came in when they got a new head coach. They changed the scheme. He really wasn't a fit. He was out on the open market, and it was kind of surprising that he was out on the open market for as long as he was. I know he was looking for a pretty big payday uh, since he had like a three-year, $21 million contract with the Colts and, and was cut after one year, but not because of bad play, just because the scheme was changed. So he was out there available on the open market. The Raiders brought him in, signed him on a one-year deal. He's only 26. He was productive last season with Indy. And he'll probably have an immediate impact for the Raiders. I actually expect him to be playing on Sunday, so watch out for that. Also, defensive tackle Clinton McDonald was signed. Uh, I didn't know a whole lot about him. He was in camp with Denver this offseason in training camp, but he didn't survive the final cuts. 
Uh, he's not really great against the run from everything I've seen, but he was productive as a pass rusher. His last year in Tampa Bay actually had five sacks from the defensive tackle position. So obviously uh, when we talk about Monday night's game and we talk about the fact that the Raiders weren't able to get too much pressure. Maybe he's a guy that can help get some pressure from the interior, something that the Raiders are going to need to do. Shalik Calhoun, a guy who looked like he was making some moves, he was actually cut to help make room for the new incoming defensive tackles. Uh, maybe he, he reverts back to the practice squad if he clears waivers because the regime, the, the Raiders regime, Paul Gunther and company are pretty high on Shalik Calhoun, even though uh, most Raider fans were kind of down on him because he hadn't done too much of anything since being drafted. But uh, yeah, he, he probably will end up back on the practice squad unless some other team picks him up off of waivers. But yeah, Shalik Calhoun uh, was cut to make room for the new incoming defensive tackles. And uh, one more bit of news, not really, it's not breaking news or anything. Matter of fact, kind of touched on it in the crossover edition uh, when I was talking to the Broncos Raiders upcoming game. But the White Tiger, like John Gruden likes to call him, Martavis Bryant, has in fact signed a one-year deal with the team. He is back uh, after being cut about 11 days ago in a corresponding move. Obviously, you got to make room for him. Wide receiver Keon Hatcher was waived. Keon Hatcher went on Twitter and he was a little bit upset uh, talking about don't trust nobody. And I I just kind of tweeted at him like, hey, man, keep your head up, keep balling. You'll either be back with this team or you'll be back with another team because there's a spot for you in the NFL. So Keon Hatcher, if you remember, he had a really big preseason game number four. He was released to make room for Martavis Bryant. And look, Martavis Bryant still may be suspended. Uh, His contract is not fully guaranteed now that week one has already gone by. So if all of a sudden the Raiders find out he could be suspended, they can cut him and not have any kind of financial ramifications. So that's one reason why he was re-signed after week one. So uh, that's really basically all the house cleaning I need to do. That's all the news and notes. Uh, So I want to get right into it, man, because we got a bunch of phone calls and I want to make sure I get them all in. Going to go straight to the Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. A guy that frequents the voicemail line quite often is my man P.E. from North Carolina. So we're going to start things off with him. Yo, what's going on, Q? P.E. from North Carolina. Hey, man. Um, Just want to be First one to put it out there, man. Look, Derek Carr, you know, he's kind of what we thought. Well, actually, he's not what we thought he was. You know, we all thought he was going to be that guy. My personal opinion, I think he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's elite, man. I think he's going to, I think he's going to struggle every time he plays an elite defense, as I said before. But, uh, we got Denver coming up this week. They got an excellent pass rush, and they also got two good corners, maybe even three. So I expect the same Derek Carr we saw last week in week one. Again in week two. It's going to be an ugly game to watch. He's going to check it down a lot. He's going to throw the ball away a lot. That's just because that's just what he does, man, against uh, good defenses that, that, that bring pressure. So, and you can go down the list all the games this year, really. You just look at the other team's defense. If they're a pressure team, if they're a heavy blitz team, you can expect to see that Derek Carr. I mean, that's my opinion until he does something to change that. That's, I mean, that's what he's always done. So, uh, peace out, Raider Nation. P.E. from North Carolina. I P.E. Uh, appreciate the call as always. Uh, that's a guy who feels like Carr uh, is who he is. You know, we kind of know exactly who he's going to be. He doesn't really come up big against tough defenses, and that has been something that we've seen in the past. That has been something that, you know, has been questioned before. And I think it's fair criticism uh, it's not trying to be harsh on him. It's not trying to be too too down on him because I think he's a hell of a quarterback and he does some good things. And we've seen a lot of fourth quarter comebacks. We've seen him lead the team to a lot of victories in the past. But, uh, you know, there has been questions about him going up against 
tough defenses. So this is one of these days, man, where I just let you air out whatever's on your mind and uh, doesn't necessarily mean that I agree with it 100%. It just means that that's your thoughts and I'm going to let you let that out. So my man P.E. from North Carolina, a little bit down. Uh, don't get too down, P.E. I think that this week against Denver is going to tell us a lot. And I know that's a place that Derek Carr has struggled to perform as well in Denver, but... Uh, you know, he can start to turn the corner and, and have a bounce back game starting this Sunday. So we're going to keep this thing moving at 707-654-4693. My man Zane, he's up. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, hey, Zane, I called uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I didn't leave my name, so my name's Zane. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm I'm disappointed. I learned. I, I watched that game throughout the whole thing, and it just it pained. But I think the one thing we need to remember here is that, the Rams are a really good team. They're just, they have very good players at every single position on that defense. And we uh, went punch for punch for them in the first half, at least. Now, um, I'm over it now. You know, I got, I got it out of my system. But we got to look forward to Denver, and I think we can beat them. Um, they don't have nearly as good of a defensive line or an overall team, as a matter of fact. Um, and to be honest, I don't think they really beat a good team in Seattle. So I think we have a chance. I'm confident. Let's see if uh, Carr can write the ship. All right, there's a little bit of good with the bad from Zane. Very disappointed by the loss, but also at the same time, feels pretty good moving forward. Feels like the Raiders could beat the Broncos. Went toe-to-toe with the Rams for three quarters, and going into halftime against the Rams felt pretty good. Knew that the Rams weren't playing at 100%, weren't really you know playing their kind of ball and knew that they were going to get better, kind of snap out of the little funk they were in, but still felt good about what the Raiders were doing offensively and defensively. I thought I pointed that out pretty well on the podcast immediately after the show or after the game on, on Monday night slash Tuesday morning. Uh, you know, I felt like uh, I wasn't really Debbie Downer. I, I also felt like there was a lot of positives to take away from the game, but obviously what you remember is the second half the most because that's when the, the Raiders kind of just fell apart, including Derek Carr. So, uh, I like Zane's positivity. Uh, obviously disappointed, as all of Raider Nation is, by the outcome. But feels like uh, this Denver team is not as great as they were and can be beat. So uh, great stuff right there. P.E. Zane, definitely appreciate both of you guys for uh, starting us off today on the Locked On Raider podcast and hitting the voicemail lines. And uh, I do appreciate any time you hit the voicemail lines. And you can do that at 707-654-4693, 707 654 Four six nine three, and also you can always hit me up on Twitter at your boy Q two five four, and I will respond uh, as soon as possible, if not immediately. So uh, that's segment number one. Coming up in segment number two, we're going to start things off with my man Monster Mash out of NY. Uh, it's going to be an interesting call. You're going to definitely want to hear this. Coming up next on the Locked On Raiders podcast. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, we're back at it. Locked on Raiders podcast segment number two. We're doing the we're, we're kind of having the vent session where you're just letting all Raider fans hit the voicemail line and, and say what's on their mind. Uh, talking about the, the Monday night game against the Rams and also looking forward to the Denver Broncos and uh, the, the number, the voicemail line, 707-654-4693. You can hit me up at any time. We're going to start things off. Uh, this call is going to give you a twist. It's my man Monster Mash from NY. Check this call out. Yo, Q. First time caller, Monster Mash from uh, New York. I just wanted to, I just got done listening to your last podcast. You know, I've been listening to you since you started and uh, I want to give you some feedback and uh, I'm trying to be a, uh, hopefully keep this as constructive and, and positive as I can. Everybody's allowed to be upset. Everybody's, everybody, Raider Nation is probably really upset about that game, you know, and you can look at it two ways. 
to look at it as, okay, this is the first game. We got some tape. We can go back and we're going to figure it out. Or you can be bitter. And I think you, as a, as a podcaster, and, and you know, you, you have a good following, and then you know, I follow you on Twitter. Uh, you know, there, there's several podcasters out there, you know, hosts out there that that do a really, really good job, and they put a positive spin on things. And maybe that's just not how you roll, but I really got the sense that you know, you're a really negative person, man. And, and you know, and people that watch the game and stay, especially on the East Coast, you know, you stay up till two in the morning and 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 you watch the game, and then you know, you look forward to to listening to your favorite. Uh, podcasters and and what their feedback is and 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 I personally don't want to get on you know listen to a podcast and just feel even worse and I think that's the kind of projection that you're given to to fans in the Raider Nation and and there's there's two types of Raider fans out there there's the ones that are just really super negative and just kind of uh, dissect everything and and, and they can they don't see the bright side or the silver lining of things and and yeah this is a, it was a rough game it really was. And then there's another type of uh, Raider fan that you know what it, it is what it is. We're going to move on, just like just like Derek Carr, and uh, you know you ripped Derek Carr up. You know you really did, and maybe he deserved it. He had a bad game. What quarterback hasn't had a bad game? There's no quarterback out there that hasn't had a bad game. And uh, I, I'm glad that he's a leader, you know, because he's a leader of men. And, and that's less than what I can say about you. You're not really a leader in the podcast world. You talk about side dishes. You do, you know, side dish and main course, man. You ain't even in the same restaurant. You're like somebody that like bought a microwave dinner. That's what I feel about your podcast. I just want you to know that you lost a loyal listener, man. I, I really listened to you. Just kind of felt it after the Kilomat trade. You really whined about it a lot. You really whined about it again. He's done. He's gone. He's out. Maybe you should go podcast for Chicago. You know, maybe that's where your heart is at. Your heart's not in it. I would be fooled if it was. You know, as a Raider fan, no matter what, these, these guys are my boys. They can go 0-16. I'm still going to be a fan. I'm still going to be cheering. I'm still going to be happy. Uh, unlike you, man, I don't know. Peace out, man. Kick rocks. Good luck to you. So there you have it, Raider Nation. Monster Mash from the NY, uh, you know, wants to hear more positivity out of me. And I've told you before, you know, don't don't listen to that call and say, what the hell? Why did he call? What is he doing? Look, I've said it plenty of times before. Good, bad, ugly, something you like, something you dislike, whatever, it is all good. Call and, and let your feelings be known. I, I do not get mad about it because I appreciate the fact that you took the time to pick up the phone and call and leave a message for me. I mean, that call was almost three minutes long, but my man wanted to, you know, give his constructive criticism, and that is fine. That is okay. And as a matter of fact, uh, believe it or not, that me and uh, Monster Mash are actually really cool. We had a, a nice little uh, correspondence through text message with each other, and uh, yeah, we're, we have a, a pretty good understanding of, of each other a lot more. So sometimes... What one person may hear may be taken a different way than what someone else might hear. Someone else might think that, hey, everything that Q said was being spot on. Maybe he was 100% correct. And then someone else like Monster Mash might think that, hey, he was being super negative and, and he needs to kick rocks and, you know what I mean, stuff like that. So it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. I'm not mad at it. I really appreciated that call, appreciated the, the follow-up correspondence that me and him both had with each other. I salute him and I salute everyone who calls in or texts or tweets or whatever and lets me know exactly what's on their mind. It is all good. So, uh, you know, He's just a, a more positive Raider fan, and not more positive, but just wants to hear more positivity and, you know, is, is going to ride or die with the team if they go 0-16. It's all good. Uh, he believes Carr will bounce back. You know, every quarterback has bad games. That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. And, and I said many times, 
Carr was great in the first half. I thought he was great in the first half, at least really good. It was just the second half that all of a sudden the wheels fell off. A lot had to do with the Rams and that defense and Wade Phillips making great adjustments. And some other ones, you know, in my opinion, had had to do with Carr panicking. You know, you can you can take it however you want to and you can look at it. And, and some people will say he didn't panic. He just wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't sure of himself. I, I don't know. We're all Raider Nation and it's all good. Everyone has their, their right to their opinion. I, I appreciate that. And so Monster Mash, I salute you. Thank you for hitting me up. And uh, like I said, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe I was too harsh on him and too harsh on the Raiders. Uh, I'll definitely keep that in mind moving forward, but I appreciate the call. Uh, let's keep this party rolling. Quentin from Minnesota. He's up next on the Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line. Hey, this is Quentin calling from uh, Minnesota, and I just wanted to uh, let you know that I think you're spot on uh, And when you talk about Derek Carr. I mean, I'm one of the biggest Derek Carr supporters that there are, um, but, you know, you have – you have to, you know, the guy has to accept responsibility and, you know, be held accountable for what he does. If we don't do that, then we're doing a disservice to him as fans. So I uh, I really appreciated your take on it. I agree with you 100%. I just wanted to let you know that. Um, I love your podcast and uh, keep it going. And we'll, we'll get some wins this year. I'm uh, I'm fairly confident in that. Um, the defense is going to be iffy uh, with pass rush and, you know, Agent 52 gone. But uh, I, still feel, I feel all right. I feel okay. Um, so, uh I think Carr will get his confidence back. We'll see, I hope. Um, it seems ever since that leg injury, he's been kind of kind of not sure of himself. And we even saw that in 2017. So hopefully, you know, Groot can get him out of his funk this year. All right, so there you heard from Quentin. And, you know, hey, he thinks Carr's going to bounce back. He thinks Gruden's going to shake him out of his funk. But at the same time, it's funny, kind of uh, n- not like Monster Mash the call before, he, he does think that Carr needs to be held responsible for that terrible second half. And, you know, that's that's cool. Again, uh, definitely appreciate every call. Definitely appreciate every opinion. Uh, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with Quentin on that. You know, I definitely do think Carr will bounce back. It's funny, man. Actually, I, I saw on on Twitter where people were talking about Derek Carr's contract and how you can, how the Raiders can get out of it without a whole lot of financial ramifications. And I, I went on and said, Are we really here? Are we at this point right now? After one bad half of football, I said that. That was my half. And I had people blasting me like, oh, my God, you're in denial. Oh, my God, you're you're a sunshine pumper. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just so funny the way that uh, things are perceived. You know, perception is reality for some people. And, you know, if, if I say that, why would you look at Derek Carr's contract like you're ready to cut him and say that I think that that's crazy to be at that point? All of a sudden, like, all I am is a sunshine pumper and I don't. I, I, I'm not working with reality. And then if I say that, hey, man, dude needs to step up and have a have a better game and, and be a lot better player, then all of a sudden I'm the most negative person in the world, but it's basically the same comment. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's funny just how things go. And I, I'm okay with that again. Uh, you know, Twitter is not the end-all, be-all. Uh, obviously, you know, I may not be everybody's cup of tea uh, on the podcast. Uh, I may not be everybody's cup of tea on the radio. Hell, I might not be everyone's cup of tea in real life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, I'm just going to keep it moving. I'm going to keep doing me and uh, you know, I appreciate everybody for uh, you know continuing to do them. So I, I got time for one more call in this segment, and let's take it from Yayo in Jersey. Yeah, he's on the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Hey Q, what's good, man? It's Yayo from Jersey. I just came across your podcast, man. Um, I actually just listened to a bunch of your episodes today. Yeah, I like your show, man. It's good. Talk that real, man. It's the day after the game. It's not looking good, bro. Like. I don't know. I've been I've been trying to give Carr that pass, man, but he just don't look like a good quarterback, man. I don't know. He's not good against good defenses. Therefore, he's not a good quarterback, right? I don't know. We paid him the money, but not Matt. Our defense 
just a bunch of old veterans out there. They just got tired in the second half. Rudin, he looked good on the first drive, man. He had a couple plays. Once the Rams warmed up in the second half, it was a dub, though, for us. I don't know, man. I'm going to hit you back, though. And keep doing these shows, man. Much love. All right. Now, Yayo, he kind of takes another different angle. You know, he's kind of questioning Carr a little bit, wondering if he's the guy moving forward, kind of similar to what I was talking about after the last call. Uh, but then also uh, something I pointed out was the defense, how gassed they were in the second half. They were gassed because they were on the field the whole game. I mean, they were on the, well, the whole second half. They were, they were on the field so long because the offense – couldn't get anything going. And again, you got to give the Rams, who, in my opinion, are a Super Bowl team, and I actually picked them to go to the Super Bowl, made a lot of great adjustments. They really did in the in, in the second half and, and threw the Raiders off, you know. So that was uh, one for Wade Phillips' and company. And Wade Phillips is a, is a veteran, man. He knows what he's doing. He's a hell of a defensive coordinator, been doing it for a long time, and he knows about making those halftime adjustments. So that's really another thing that happened in that second half. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's where we are right now. And um, yeah, a lot of good feedback, a lot of good calls, a lot of good uh, 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 feelings. Uh, definitely appreciate all of them. And uh, we're going to come back with segment number three, and uh, we're going to knock out the rest of them. 707-654-4693. That is the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, segment number three, the final segment of today for the Locked On Raiders podcast. Had a lot of good feedback so far. Definitely appreciate that. You could always hit me up if you want to on Twitter at your boy Q254. And of course, you could always hit up the voicemail line. And those are the messages that we've been going through on this segment, on today's segment at 707-654-4693. So far, we've heard from PE. We've heard from Zane. We've heard from Monster Mash. Quentin out of Minnesota. Yayo from Jersey. Uh, now, we're going to get right into it and uh, listen to my man Mario in Tucson. Hey, Q, this is Mario in Tucson, man. Check it out. I sat there and watched that game, and I saw nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah, the first half was okay, so why do you abandon the run in the second half? I have no idea. But I'll tell you this. It's great that we bring in all these veterans. We do all this stuff on both sides of the ball. But i tell you, why is it? They just don't keep guys in. Stop rotating dudes in and out. Get some cohesion on the offense and defense. Let these guys play together so they can get better as a team. Time for experimenting is over. Get some guys in there, let them compete, and then set your lineups. That was awful last night. One more thing. Derek Carr, I'm about to go off. I'm about to jump off the bandwagon, brother. It's time to put up or shut up. You're scared now? What are you scared of? Get rid of the ball if you're so worried about it. Throw it deep. You know what? I'm frustrated, pissed off, but, you know, this team could be good if they just make some minor tweaks. That's all I got, Q. I'm out. All right, good stuff right there from Mario. Kind of hear the, the passion and the and the pain in his voice at the same time. Clearly upset, letting his frustrations out right now. Uh, wondering why the, the game plan changed in the second half, you know. And, and again, I think the game plan changed in the second half because Wade Phillips and company made really good adjustments and forced the game plan to change. You know, Jared Cook was really going off in the first half, and Derek Carr was really finding him, having a lot of success with him. And Wade Phillips went in there and kind of found a way to go away from him, make sure that he was not the, the target. And so made Derek Carr beat you with somebody else, you know, and so that was the thing. And once 
once Jerry Cook was taken away, other guys had to step up, and, and Jalen Rashard ended up becoming the, the number one target. And unfortunately, Derek Carr didn't pull the trigger on any deep shots to Coop and, and you know, throwing the ball to Jordy Nelson. or He just didn't get it, get it going that way. Just kind of looked at Jalen Rashard and Jerry Cook throughout the game. And uh, Cook obviously had a big game. Rashard, you know, caught a lot of passes, dump offs. So we talked about that a couple times. But, uh, yeah, again, you got to give a lot of credit to Wade Phillips and company for making those adjustments and making the Raiders change their game plan in the second half. I would have loved to see Marshawn Lynch get about three or four more carries, you know, in the third quarter, three or four more carries in the in the fourth quarter. That would have got him up there about 20 carries for the game. I think he had 11. So, yeah, probably I would have liked to see him get around 20. So 11 in the first half, 11 in the second half, that would have been great. But it just didn't work out that way. And, again, a lot of that credit has to go to Wade Phillips and company. Well, Mario wasn't done. He had a follow-up call, and he totally forgot about uh, something else he wanted to talk about. So here's Mario's follow-up call number two. Hey, Q. This is Mario on Tucson again. Hey, look at it this way. I didn't even touch on John Gruden, so I thought I should do it now. He's an ego maniac. Yeah, I love Tricky back in the days and all the snarling and stares and this mean look that he used to have. But you know what? You gonna come in here try to get a $100 million? Come coach, man. Quit with all the smoke blowing and all the BS. Get in there, coach these guys, and start winning some games. You whether you want to set yourself up for Vegas? Hey, that stadium is going to be empty, bro. If you go up there playing like this, get some confidence into that quarterback. Get the ball to Cooper. Go deep. This isn't the fifties, man. Get, get, let's stop it with the dink and dunk, Derek. It's over, man. Let's get this thing going. Come on, you're making way too much money to come out like that on Monday night in front of everybody. You're flat-out embarrassing me, man. Do better, Gruden. All right, so uh, Mario wants to hold John Gruden responsible. And, and you know, that's, that's fair. You know, he said he's making too much money not to be winning games. And in Gruden's defense, it's only one game. <laughs> it's only one game. It's the first one of the season. Definitely have 15 more. So it's not like he's losing... A lot of games, not like he's on a four-game losing streak and hasn't won a game in 2018 and we're, you know, damn near to December. It was only one game. So, uh, you know, and I thought he had a pretty good game plan in in the first half. And then the second half, it just, things got changed up. Things weren't uh, executed the way that it was supposed to. I think Gruden's going to be just fine. Uh, I know a lot of people are questioning him. And, of course, with everything that's been going on the last few weeks, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of questions. The national media, I've done a whole podcast just on the national media, how they've been drilling them, and they're going to continue to drill them until they see results. And that's what it is. And, and unfortunately for him, you know, it's a results business. You know, it doesn't matter how many good cliche lines you have or, you know, how many good Chucky faces you make. I mean, it's all about results. It doesn't matter about what you've done in the past. It's all about what you're doing right now. That's just what we're in. We're in a results style business and uh you know he is too so uh yeah i, I could i could see mario holding them responsible but I, I do think he'll bounce back i think he'll be just fine uh obviously doesn't want to see any more of the dink and dunk from Derek carr and i i get that man sometimes you know it, it's better i always say it's better to, to go ahead and you know dump it off and, and get a couple yards get a couple things positive than than force a turnover i'd be okay with what he did in the second half if he didn't also uh throw the terrible interception to the sideline where it just Kind of like he couldn't make a decision. He floated and didn't get all the way to the sideline. He said that. He said he had about three different things going through his mind at the same time that he was going to do. And ultimately, it turned out to be a, a, a interception, a bad throw interception. So he held that. He, you know, he held himself accountable for that. Uh, I can respect him for that. Uh, obviously, the pick six that he threw to Marcus Peters, it was just one of those things that 
Peter's just read it. Like, okay, I know you're going to dig and dunk this one, and I know exactly where this one's going to go, and I'm going to pick it off. And I'm in Oakland, California. That's my home. I'm going to make some things happen. So, yeah, you don't want to see the dink and dunk. I get it. I don't mind it every once in a while, but I also want to see him take some shots. I also want to see him try to get uh, Amari Cooper involved. And, you know, in John Gruden's press conference yesterday, he said that Cooper was open. Cooper was open a few times, and Derek Carr just got to pull that trigger. So Gruden is uh, is not really taking shots at his quarterback. Gruden's not really blasting him, but he's sending him messages. It's our job to get the ball to, to Coop, and, and he was open, and he's not sure why, why Carr didn't go to him. I mean, he said that. You know, so obviously that's his way of saying, hey, look, we need to get this done. We need to make sure that, uh, you know, you're pulling the trigger. You're being aggressive. Be smart, but be aggressive at the same time. Again, man, if you come out of that game Monday night with three interceptions, but they were three aggressive interceptions and you were really trying to make some big plays for the Raiders, kind of like what the, the first interception, the first half of the Cook in the end zone, I could live with those. But the other two interceptions were just like, ah. If you're going to play that style of, of, of ball, you really can't turn the ball over at the same time. So that was what was really the most frustrating thing. But I uh, definitely appreciate all those calls, Mario. I uh, appreciate both of your calls. And again, man, want to shout out PE in North Carolina. Shout out my man Zane. Shout out Monster Mash in New York. Quentin from Minnesota. Yayo from Jersey. And Mario from Tucson two times, man. Definitely want to shout all you guys out for taking the time to call and leave messages. And uh, let me know your feelings, good, bad, or ugly. It is all good. It will always be all good. Uh, my feelings will not get hurt. And I will not get ever get too high on, on anything either. So, uh, appreciate everyone who's who's given compliments on the podcast. Appreciate everyone who's shared it with their friends and said they need to check it out. And again, if, if you have any criticism, feel free to reach out and let me know. It it is good, man. This is this is all us. This is here for us. It's not just here for me. Uh, I'm only successful if you're successful and you're uh, happy with what you hear. And so hopefully you are. And if you're not, please uh, reach out and let me know. It is okay. I have no problem with that. You can do just like my man Monster Mash did and reach out at seven zero seven six five four four six nine three. So. Now that we got the vent session out, uh, we could definitely look forward to the Bronco game on Sunday. So tomorrow's episode will be 100% focused in on the Denver Broncos coming up on Sunday as the Raiders try to move to 1-1 one and one on the young 2018 season. So as always, Raider Nation, I end this podcast by saying, just win, baby.